everyone! You know that feeling where you feel out of place when you join a group run because you're worried about pace and distance and maybe the whole experience is even ruined because you spend the whole run worrying about whether you're holding your training partners back and then you get so caught up in that mindset that you don't even enjoy the run and it really doesn't even relieve stress because you've gotten yourself so worked up that you might be more stressed than when you started. You know that feeling? I'm starting a new kind of run club. It's a virtual run club for women who want to learn to run or who want to get back into running with a focus on having fun. There's no focus on pace or distance unless it's related to a goal that you've set for yourself. Our emphasis is going to be on fun, friendship, and fitness. I want to create a place where you're going to feel like you belong, whether you're training for your first 5K, running around the neighborhood with friends, or training for an event with a time or distance goal in mind. If you want to check it out, head over to crushingmygoals.com and click on the training resources link. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I am so excited to talk to you today. What a couple of weeks it has been. Today was my last day of working for somebody else. I am excited to take a few weeks off for the holidays and then jump right back in full-time in January working for you to work on the podcast, and to go all in on the new run club concept that I've been telling you about. As I've prepared to take this step, I've been talking to some people who have been trying to help me fine-tune the concept to make this run club the best possible run club for you. And I had an interesting conversation the other day where I caught myself telling somebody just a little bit more about my philosophy on running. And I shared a story about several years ago when I was doing triathlons with a whole group of my friends, and I would say everybody that we were training with was at least 40, probably closer to 45 to 60 years old at the time. And most of the people no longer had the ultra slender body that you would think of as being a triathlete's body. Because of the age, everybody was starting to get maybe a little bit more fluffy in the middle. And anyway, there was a t-shirt vendor there. And these same t-shirt vendors show up at all of the local races. They also had, at least at the time, been the people that were printing the shirts for most of the major races in our community. And one of the things that has always annoyed me about these shirts that you see at races is that they are made for the ultra skinny person in mind. And I think that if you have to weigh 110 pounds to fit into a large shirt, there's probably a problem with the shirts. And anyway, this has always annoyed me. So it was something that I talked to the t-shirt vendor about because I think it's really annoying because there are way more people doing races 
whether it's running or triathlon or recreational running, there are many more people who are trying to get out there and do it for fun, do it because they enjoy it, and they are people of all ages, shapes, and sizes. And it really annoys me that vendors do not keep this in mind when they create things like the race shirts or apparel that they sell at the races. And I know that this is not a new topic, but it goes back to what I am trying to achieve with this run club. I want everybody to feel welcome. I don't want there to be a body type that you have to have. I don't want there to be a pace you have to run. I don't want there to be a distance. You can run for fun. You can have pride in running at the back of the pack. You can be somebody who wants to run the Boston Marathon someday, and you can have pace goals and distance goals. But I want it to be something where people, no matter where you fall on that spectrum, feel welcome and where we really, really emphasize friendship, fun, and fitness. And that means also taking care of your body and listening to the signals that your body sends. And this is something that I wrote about in my book, Holistic Endurance Training, last year. Came Well, actually, it was this year. It came out in March. It just happened to come out right as the pandemic was starting. So I don't feel like that book got the attention that it deserved because all of a sudden we were all focused about on not racing and being on lockdown and watching TV and all the things that came with the pandemic. But anyway, in my book, I talked about listening to your body and training in a way that is kind to your body. We put so much focus on no pain, no gain and beating the crap out of our bodies. And it's this badge of honor not to take a rest day and just to keep running and running and put on putting on the miles. And all of those things lead to injury and it does not help you have longevity in the sport. And I want you speaking of sport, to be able to look at yourself and call yourself an athlete. Because if you are running, you're an athlete. And I want you to think like an athlete and learn how to listen to the signals your body sends. Is it telling you that you need to take a rest day today because your legs are heavy? Or is it one of those days where you're just like, eh, I'm not feeling it. I don't want to run. You have to learn, and you will learn over time, how to listen to those signals and decide which is which. And when you don't feel like running, I mean, yeah, you could take a day off, but consistency is important. But sometimes we really do need those days off for mental health too. So you just need to learn to become more in tune with what your body is telling you. And then another piece of that is sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? Your body repairs itself while you sleep. You have to have enough sleep for recovery. Are you eating well? You are not going to build the necessary muscle. You're going to hurt your body if you are not eating, if you're restricting your calories too much. I know a lot of people start running because of the weight loss aspects, but when you become so obsessed that you start restricting your calories too much while you're running, you can see changes in your body that 
are not good. For my book, I interviewed Rebecca McConville. She's a registered dietitian. She has a book called Finding Your Sweet Spot, and she also offers online courses for athletes and for registered dietitians and coaches that help people maximize their athletic potential by optimizing their energy balance. She teaches people how to look for the warning signs that your body's energy systems may be out of whack, caused by overtraining, not enough nutrition, and she shows you how things like, especially like when you stop having periods, if you're a woman who is supposed to be having periods and they suddenly stop, that is your body telling you that something is wrong. Not having your period when you're of childbearing age is not a good thing. It means that there is something out of balance with your training and nutrition. Anyway, Becca teaches people how to recognize the symptoms and do something about it before it causes long-term damage to the body. And this relative energy deficiency syndrome is... Something that is not just found in runners, gymnasts, dancers, lots of athletes have it. Anywhere where there's pressure to maybe have a certain body type. It used to be called female athlete triad, and that's still what a lot of people know it by. But the name was changed a couple of years ago because it is not just a condition that can be found in women. It's more obvious in women because usually you're losing your period, but this is something that men can also have, so we changed the name. Anyway, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but this is all about under my theme of listening to your body, not being so hardcore about running your body into the ground and remembering that you need food to fuel your activity. So I told you about the t-shirt company at the triathlon, and I think that that is just one of the obvious but subtle signs of racing not always being inclusive. So it's really important to me as a podcaster, as somebody who has Facebook groups for fitness enthusiasts, and as a running coach to create this environment where Everybody feels welcome. I want you to feel welcome and included, and I don't just want it to be lip service. I want to truly have a culture that shows that people are welcome. There are so many more recreational runners in the world than there are people who are elite runners or people who are ever going to cross the finish line with a Boston qualifying time. And running stores and shoe stores and race vendors and t-shirt vendors and people who create workout clothing need to get with the program. They need to understand that there's a lot more normal people, regular people, who also want to improve their health and fitness and run for fun than there are the elite people that they're also good at targeting. And because of that, I have to wonder... How many people stop running before they ever get to the point of enjoying it because they feel self-conscious or they feel judged? And of course, some of that is mindset and confidence. And you do have to have a mindset where you're willing to 
go through the pain, where you don't care what other people say. But some of it is also caused by culture, by the little things that companies do and people do that signal that you don't really belong here. Like the t-shirts that are the wrong size, or maybe the way a coach says everyone is welcome and part of the team, but then turns around and writes workouts and creates an environment where it pits people together and just the way the workouts are written or shared shows these people who are not as fast that, yeah, I said I want you on the team, but it's really because I want your money, not because I want to focus on people who want to run for fun or for recreation. Or sometimes group run situations where the slower paced groups get left behind and they're not fun. They miss out on the fun and the camaraderie that takes place at the end of a run. And think about the finish lines of races when by the time the back of the pack finishes, the aid stations have been taken down and the finish line party is all shut down and the timing crew is tearing down the finish line. These are all little things that really are big things that are part of a culture that where we claim everyone is welcome, but where the actions are truly saying, nah, only the faster people are truly welcome here. So I say all of this because if you are somebody who is more elite, somebody who's more experienced, somebody who's faster, I think it's important to make sure that your actions signal to people that they truly are welcome. Unless, of course, you don't mean it, then don't be fake. But I also think it's important just to be aware of trying to spend time with people who value you. You should not spend time in an environment that is wrong for you. You should not spend time in an environment where people's actions are always making you feel less than. And so two parts here, you do need to choose who you spend time with and choose that carefully. But then also it's up to you to determine if you're less than or if you're feeling that way, because that is really your interpretation of somebody's actions. So there is a fine line there, but I'm hoping that you're getting the point of where I'm going with all of this. About a year ago, I did a whole series of podcasts on running and walking well into your 70s and 80s and beyond, because age is another one of those things that is just a mindset. And we are going to slow down as we age, but that doesn't mean we have to stop doing the things that we love because we're slower or because we don't have that slimmer figure that we might have had in our 20s and 30s. Which, by the way, I hate the phrases runner's body, summer body, and bikini body. And, and I think it probably is clear by what I've been talking about, the reasons why. But you have a body that runs. There is no such thing as a runner's body. A runner's body is a body that runs. You have a body for all seasons. You don't have a summer body or a bikini body. You have a body that can wear a bikini or a snow parka. You have a body that is amazing in the summer and the winter. Your body is not defined by how it looks. We should not be defined by anybody else's definition of what a runner looks like or how fast you need to move to be considered a runner. And what I want you to do is if you want to start running, but you don't know how to get started, 
you don't know anything about how to train and you need some support, I want you to join my Facebook group and then take a look at my new run club. It is $29 a month. You can cancel at any time. We start January 1st, but you can start, if you want to start in February, you can start in February. And I just want it to be a year-round thing so that you don't have to have a race that you're training for, but you can get support and coaching advice year-round. One of the things that really hurt me early on as a runner is that as I got more into it and decided that I liked it, because if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I absolutely hated running initially, but once I decided to like it, I became completely obsessed. And then I became chronically injured. And I ended up having to sit on the sidelines a lot. So if you find yourself in that case, in, in that situation, I really want you to join a group or find a good coach. Find somebody locally if you want to interact with people in person and that's available where you are. Whatever option you choose, I want you to work with somebody who knows what they're doing, who can advise you on rest days and strength training and stretching and help you, even help pull you back when you get a little bit overzealous because we don't want you to get into an overtraining mode. And runners, once they decide they love running, all they want to do is run. And I don't know how that became part of this mindset of runners where we think that the other things aren't important, but strength training and rest and recovery activities should be considered foundational. You need those things so that you remain a healthy runner, so that you can run long-term. So just throwing some ideas out there because I don't want you to have to go it alone. The other thing that really concerns me with people when they get into this mode, and we're in New Year's resolution time a year now, where people are like, I'm going to completely change my life. So if that's you, I want you to remember to take baby steps. And then I also want you to put a note in your calendar for maybe around Valentine's Day to check in with yourself and see I made these plans. How am I doing? Am I still training? Did I stop? Is this maybe a good time to check in with Kim to get some additional support? Because one of the things that we find is that people get gung-ho about training program, New Year's resolutions, and then a couple weeks in, they just lose their enthusiasm for it. So if this is something you want to do, if you want to make some big life changes, if you want that transformation that comes with being a runner, having more confidence, feeling more empowered, seeing other big changes take place in your life, all because you've chosen to put yourself in your fitness first. If you want to make sure that you follow through on that, make a note in your calendar or send me an email at coachkim at thepowerofrun.com. I'll put you on an email list and I'll send you an email around Valentine's Day to check in and we'll make sure that you're doing something, that you're moving, progressing, moving forward with your goals. The environment that you put yourself in really 
matters, whether that's working with people at, who support you or whether that's how you stock your kitchen. If you say you want to lose weight in the new year, but you're stocking your kitchen with tons of cookies and cakes and donuts, but you don't have a single fruit or vegetable in sight, that might not support your goals. If you say that you want more positivity in your life, but you spend all day on Facebook or you spend all day watching movies and listening to music where the message is super negative or violent or hateful, those types of things are an important aspect of your environment. So that goes for running too. When you decide to run, surround yourself with like-minded people who believe in you and who support your goals and who want you to succeed and aren't doing all of those little subtle backstabby things that are secretly telling you that you don't belong. I want you to be a part of the running community and I know that you can do this. So whether or not you join me in my group, I want you to keep listening to the podcast, join my free group, and let's do this in 2021. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.